Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to episode of 158 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And we are talking our Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, if I'm looking at this this year, this year 2020, um, it's been a, it's, it's been a doozy. But I will always try and look for the silver lining of things. And whether it's, you know, having extra time with family members or, you know, loved ones or just extra time to do things that you want, always wanted to do. And, and it, I, I, I try to find the silver linings in this pandemic. And I kind of match that to the Eagles season right now. I'm looking for silver linings at this point in time because we know what this Eagles football team is. We're in week 12. It's been week after week of stalled offense. It's been weird with the front office and this football team players have spoken out. Now we have uh, perhaps some rats in the, in the uh, locker room organization right now, speaking out. Carson Wentz is being attacked by the media. Doug Peterson is being attacked by the media. I'd say both of them are being attacked by the fan base as well. And, and rightfully so. I mean, that's what it is in Philadelphia. The quarterback and the head coach lead the topic of conversation. But at the end of the day, I could sit here and, and bitch and moan <laughs> and, and want more from this football team. But I'm looking for the silver line, and that's the development of some of these players on the back end of the roster, some of these players that are getting opportunities to start. Shout out to Jordan Melata, mate. Uh, you know, guys like Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, Miles Sanders, these kind of players give me hope, um, and, and that's where I'm at. Uh, so I can choose to be angry <laughs> and upset, but I'm going to choose the, the route of let's look for the silver line. 
Um, and, it, and, it's, and it's time to see, check the cupboards, see what we have on this roster, see who has what it takes to move forward. And who are the guys that you're going to want to be in the foxhole with and go to war with moving on? And that's what they have to figure out. So with that being said, Evan, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I got to spend some time with family. So that end of it is good in my own personal life. Uh, As far as this Eagles team is concerned, uh, it's crazy how far we've fallen. I'm not even talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about just this year in the matter of just where our expectations, our hopes, our um, just overall feeling with this team. You know, we went into the season, we felt so highly about them. We And each week that they disappointed us, week after week after week, we came onto the show and we talked about, this is the week that they're going to turn it around. I know that this Eagles team isn't the real, I know that the team that we're seeing isn't the real Eagles team. I know that we're better than this. And we said that week after week. And we continued to be disappointed time after time. And so I think we've, I finally just come to grips over these past few games that we're just, that we're not going to turn this thing around. This is not going to be some sort of uh, storybook ending to the season where all of a sudden everyone figures everything out. We limp into the playoffs and then we end up doing well. The bottom line is we're just a bad team. And I've come to grips with that. And there's major changes that need to happen in order for us to correct this. And it's not going to happen during the season. It's going to happen during the offseason. And I hope it does happen. I hope that the shakeups that are necessary are made uh, in coaching positions, in uh, just having the right guys on the offensive line, going going into next season with a deep, uh, effective roster. Those are the things we're looking at. And the first step in that is to just do a total roster evaluation. I mean, we didn't have a preseason this year, so we really didn't get to sit, to showcase any of the young guys, any of the guys who were, you know, bubble to make the team. We didn't have an opportunity to do any of that. And so what I want to do for the rest of our season right now is have our preseason now. This season's already a wrap. Um, I'm not saying that we're going out there and we're, we're not developing game plans or anything like that. I'm simply saying I want to see what we have on this roster. I want to see some more Jalen Hurts. I want to see what kind of quarterback he actually is. I just want to see a uh, what we can move forward with going into next year. Wow. Dropping the hammer. Um, you talk about uh, you know, we wish this was a better storyline, a.k.a. like a invincible. You, you, yeah. You'd hope they had a, a, a remake and it would be in, invincible. Um, <laughs> the storyline of Carson Wentz going through the trials and tribulations and coming out on the other side of the uh, goal line. Um, I mean, that would be a perfect story. And um, you're just hoping that Carson Wentz's story storyline to his, his, his career in Philadelphia doesn't end here. We've seen the ups and downs. We've seen the, you know, um, the regression this season. We've seen, you know, the, the marriage between a coach and a player kind of dissolve in front of our eyes. I don't know what is behind that, but obviously it's been weird. We go back to press conferences with Doug Peterson. That's where it is. It's in that twilight zone. Um, If you would ask, if Doug Peterson's wife would ask Doug Peterson, Dougie, honey, how do I look in this outfit? Does this outfit make me look fat? Um. Well, uh, fat, uh, 
No, no, not fat. No. That was that's a shoring, right? That that was a shoring? That's what I'm talking about. Like if Doug answered that question in that tone, his wife would be like, I hate you right now. <laughs> Carson Wentz has to be sitting at home watching that press conference like, Doug, I hate you right now. Can you just say, can you just say, I'd rather him say. Lie to me. Uh, just lie to me. Either lie or just be be a man and just say what, I mean, obviously coaches have to say certain things in press conferences, but you don't have to, like, if he's just, just lie to him. You know, lie to us. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But just the fact of making it weird to to make it weird is just like, I think that's where this the whole vibe of the season is. That his his the way that he handles questions and the way that there's no real direct answers to anything. There's no accountability. There's no um, cohesiveness between the quarterback and the direction of your franchise quarterback moving in. Moving forward, Jalen Hurts' situation um, is weird. Uh, but then Jeffrey Lurie even makes it weirder uh, with his not showing up to the Cleveland Browns game. It's like, and he's always at the games. Always. I mean, how how do, how do you feel about that? Yeah, and so when I read that article, it was really kind of a shocker to me. Um, I figured, a, I figured we were gonna, we would hear about that earlier in the week. I, I was just learned about that, you know, today, but. Just the fact that, like, him not going to the games, to me, is monumental. It really says a lot. And in the article, he talks about how he was just, you know, playing it safe because of COVID. Uh, his mom requested uh, that he, you know, didn't show, didn't go to the game. And so, you know, he, I guess he would be able to spend time with her on Thanksgiving. I get it. But, like, when you are the owner of this team, you you haven't missed any other games prior to this, even during this COVID pandemic with the team and the state that it is, you not showing up does speak volumes. And while I don't necessarily blame him, uh, considering like what I can't help but look at is what you just said, all of the, the finger pointing of what's going on right now. I feel like as a fan base, we're viewing this from the outside looking in. And all we're doing is seeing an awful organization, an awful football team. And we see a bunch of people that are pointing the fingers and they're they're trying to pass accountability on to somebody else, and we're just sitting here looking like, yo, it's somebody's fault. It's it's obviously somebody's fault because this is a pathetic football team right now. If we were to if we were to win out for the rest of the season, which is not going to happen, we're about to go through a gauntlet. But if we were to win out, we'd have a total of nine wins on the entire season. That's not good. This isn't a good team, and so him not showing up to me. It really speaks on where his his mind is on this whole coaching staff. I think Jeff Laurie is completely the final straw is broken for Jeffrey Laurie, and um, I'm expecting to see some big changes this offseason. We keep talking about it, but if things keep trending the way that they're happening, it's it's going to get even uglier than it is right now. Now he gave Andy Reid 14 years. He gave Chip three years. Yeah, Doug Peterson is on his fifth year. He does have a Super Bowl win under his belt, mm-hmm. but he's obviously seen some things that he's not happy, happy with. Obviously, it's on the offensive side of the ball, but you know I, there has been rumors that you know I, I haven't seen it out there on the timeline yet for many beats to um, back it up. But I've heard that he's fired three scouts, and I heard mm-hmm. that he 
got in Howie Roseman's face. Yeah. And bitched him out. Tore him a new one, I heard, yeah. Um, I have, I'm still waiting to see uh, any beats pick that up. But it's interesting to see where this might be headed. Um, if Lurie is going to put his Thanos outfit on uh, and his glove and start evaporating those, yeah. um, that would be interesting to see. And then now we're in a weird, like this is the Twilight Zone period where I'm interested in seeing this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It, and we, we were talking about it in that, like, we felt so uncomfortable. We felt so disgusted by this football team. It's about time that people inside of that organization start feeling the same way we do. I'm glad that they feel as uncomfortable right now as we felt the entire season. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, again, you know, with all this drama that is building with the Eagles organization, the players, the fan base, uh, head coach, GM, owner, uh, there's a game to be played this, uh, you know, this coming Monday. And it's to me, it's 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 just an interesting watch. Like I'm, I'm just sitting here picking out storylines that I'm interested in. Uh, obviously, the Seahawks have been a team that the Doug Peterson has failed to beat. Um, they're zero and four. Um, they haven't found a an answer for Russell Wilson, Mister Unlimited. Unlimited. Uh, he's got unlimited W's versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see um, DK Metcalf, you know, who's a constant reminder of uh, someone, a player they missed. It's a constant reminder to Jeffrey Lurie of what's going on in the scouting department, in his drafting, in his building. So I think it's a perfect opportunity to also see Darius Slay and what he does to uh, DK Metcalf, uh, yeah. one of the free agent acquisitions this year. That's a storyline I'm, I'm hoping to see. But yeah, I'm not. I don't have a good feeling going into this game. Um, this this team has not given me any reason to uh, put my money on them. Not that I would bet because I hate betting because um, I hate losing. But I wouldn't put money on this team. Uh, they have given us no reason offensively to. Um, have any belief in them yeah no there's really like i said uh, a few minutes ago i'm not even going into this game looking for like i'm not going into this game expecting to win i'm going into this game just simply trying to see what we have in our roster you know versus this seattle team i would love to come in here and say yeah i i want to see some sort of comeback victory something like that against the seahawks i don't know man i just i just don't feel it I don't feel like that's a possibility. Uh, we tend to play up to – we've been doing that this uh, this entire season. In years past, we play up to our opponents. So in this four-game stretch, who knows? I think it's possible that the Eagles might squeeze one out, but it's just not going to be enough. We have – we've dug ourselves in too deep of a hole at this point for me to come in here and feel any sort of hope for this team at this point. Yeah, I mean, and my hope is just looking at those players, uh, how I opened the show with, is just, like, really checking the cover. Um, and I, I would look at, like, a Jason Peters uh, with an expiration date of probably, like, November, December 2020, and then look at Jordan Mulata, who's, you know, that's 2021. 
2022, uh, a jar of uh, something in the cupboard. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with this one because this expiration date is very close to expiring. I, I thought you yeah. were going to say that Jason Peters' expiration date was like November, December 2018. Something like that. Well, he's still here. So 2020, at the end of the season, he'll be gone. I'm, I'm looking for the most fresh, uh, fresh, fresh ingredient. Uh, ingredients. Yeah. Why not? Throw, why why not throw that in there? Exactly. Um, move that expired uh, dish to the side at right guard. Right. You know. And and if you and if you think about every game, like a game plan that you're cooking up, for instance, is a game plan that you are cooking up for executive chefs, people that you really want to impress. You're in the NFL, for God's sakes. Don't you want to be using the freshest ingredients that you have? every single week on a week to week basis. Like if I, if I was cooking a meal for Gordon Ramsay, you know that I'm not going to be caught dead serving some expired left tackle. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I want to give the freshest that I have to offer because I want to impress. That's what you're, you're trying to do here. That's how, that's how you win people over. I mean, we're trying to do the chef's kiss after, you know, like this meal. And right. um, it is what it is at this point. Um, you know, you're just wanting to see something from uh, this 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 offense. This this unit has been terrible. There's been again, like the defense has has had its woes, but this offense, like the NFL, is an offensive league. It's like it's really run by the offense, like scoring points. It's exciting, 100%. but week after week, we're sitting here. Uh, they go through droughts, like three quarters. Uh, before they score or like mm-hmm. they score in the first quarter, kick a field goal and then go two quarters and score in the fourth quarter. It's week after week or, yeah. you know, you just don't know. Uh, Never have a complete game plan. Like they'll have a game plan that actually not even just in scoring, but just being able to move the ball down the field. They'll, they won't have a game plan for three quarters of that. And then they finally start moving the ball in the fourth. That's insane. I mean, but you talk about a team that, Defensively, uh, like uh, they could match up um, nicely with this Eagles roster. Um, you know, look at Carson Wentz and his ability to deal with the blitz. You know, um, they have a shot. I mean, if it's if it's one game where the offense could shine, it could be against this defense. Um, obviously, Car- uh, Carlos Dunlap has added, um, you know, something to their defensive uh, front. Um, but I, I feel like if Carson doesn't show anything this week um, in, in the rumors of Carson Wentz air quotes being broken, people will have questions because this is the defense where he, he could potentially move the ball. And if you can't do it here, um, you have issues. Yeah. Um, you have real issues. I, I think defensively there are Eagles front should be sound against the run. I mean, they're, they, they could put some pressure on, on uh, Russell Wilson, who's had some – he's been erratic the last – you know, over the last couple of games. But, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, there's Russell Wilson magic, I think. You know, we've had problems stopping Daniel Jones. Well, what's to say that we can't – we can stop Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one for sure. And let me just play devil's advocate here. Let me – because I don't think that this is going to happen, but I just want to see how far gone we are as Eagles fans with this hope. Let's say the Eagles throw something together and we end up winning this game. Do you feel more hopeful about this season? 
No, I, I, I just feel hopeful about internally what these players are dealing with mentally. Like I feel like so overcoming all the adversity right now and catching a dub uh, when you have guys like Lane Johnson going down and there's a what the tenth O line shuffle across the board. Like seeing them come out with a W would mean to me that the game means something to these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that would go a long way for sure. Um, say they won two in a row. Say they beat the Packers. Or do you have hope restored at that point? I mean, I, I, I probably would. Cause it, yeah. it, it, I, th- really, I, th- I think so too. But the way, if they, way they win is like any glimpse of like prior seasons where they showed heart, I'd be like, okay, something happened in the locker room and, and the guys are coming together. That's, what you like to see, uh, you know, someone asked me like, you know, like, like, what are you, what's your take on like the Eagles moving forward? And I was like, you know, I'd rather see them even like if they lost close games with younger players who showed fight, I'd rather see that than some, some wins that were, you know, with older players that aren't going to be here next year. Cause I, I think having those reps, Really? Tony time are so important to the development of the back end of this roster, moving into next year. That's a really interesting statement that you just had. So you would rather have some losses at this point in the season with seeing development of younger players than you would just trotting the same old guys out there and we eke a win out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as weird as that sounded, I'm really looking towards the future of this team. Same. I need to see. Travis Fulgham. I need to see Jalen Rager in, in uh, you know, fighting. Uh, I, I need to see these younger linemen like battling out there and getting quality reps. Um, I need to see the confidence building in Jordan Melata moving into next season. Yeah. I already know. I already know what um, Jason Peters is. I, I, mean, I agree with that, but I think that if we were to see, I agree 100% with what everything you just said. I agree. I want to see more of our younger players. I want to see the development of them. But I think it would go a long way if we were to see some veterans out there. I mean, we count on Brandon Bro. Uh, I'm sorry, not Brandon Bro. On Brandon Graham every single week, and he tends to show up every single week. But I want to see, in addition to those young stars continue to blossom, I want to see these vets show up because that, to me, tells me that they're playing for their coach. That, to me, instills more confidence in my head coach because I don't want a head coach that everybody's given up on. I don't want a head coach that nobody believes in this game plan. So if I see the vets out there fighting for them and they want to win this game really badly because they want to prove that Doug Peterson is their coach moving forward, that I would love to see that. I mean, I, I haven't completely written Doug Peterson off yet. I haven't completely written off Carson Wentz yet. I haven't written any of those guys off entirely until the season's over. I, I'm, I'm riding this thing out. And so if these players are showing me that that's the pl- coach that they want to play for, you know, maybe we just need to draw up some different game plans moving forward. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's just weird. Uh, just, just thinking about like where we have come to at a season um, week 12 and we're, it's really just a reality show. It's the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles reality show. And yeah. uh, you know, like who's going to be, Whose season's going to end here? Yeah, who's going to put the torch out? <laughs> you will no longer be needed. Thank you. 
services. But I think that's that's the part of like you're just waiting for the, this this terrible season to end, and you're figuring out like where where does this turn? Yeah. When does Carson Wentz show up? I mean, I think you know Carson Wentz has his little Wentz Bros show. <laughs> he puts out there. Like what do you he, mean? He, he could literally do a a uh, reality show on this season. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the ratings would be through the roof. I mean, go across the national media. He's being spoken about on every NFL show. What's going on with Carson Wentz? Eagles didn't see this coming. You know, like it's such a drama filled uh, 10 minutes or five minutes on every single show of everyone trying to figure out what happened to Carson Wentz. Yeah. And and we're all sitting here wondering the same exact thing. Like, and I think that the fan base is not so much in the belief that Carson Wentz doesn't have it anymore. I think that they've come to grips with the fact that the marriage of Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson is shattered. I just don't think that that relationship is working out that well. I think a lot of people are realizing that. Um, and, and you talk about um, the way that the media is like breaking down Carson. And he basically, and there's a quote that Wentz had uh, speaking to the media. This is how he, you know, he said, first of all, media, you can ask whatever question you want. Wentz said, I know that's always a scrutinized position playing quarterback. And that's what I signed up for when I came out to play quarterback, going back to high school. I can take it. I can wear it. Are we playing as good as we can as a team? No. Am I playing my best football? No. You guys can ask whatever question you want. Bring up whatever you want, and I'll put my head down and go to work. I mean, that right right there, that's that's instilling a little bit of confidence in me. That's that's the type of answers I want to I just need that to be backed up by on the field. I need I need to see those words become reality. It, you can, you know, mess up all you want, take take the blame for it, take accountability for it. That's great. That's the first step. But the second step is taking that next next uh, advancement and improving. <laughs> now, Doug Peterson says, we have to work through this. When times get rough, sometimes that might be the easy thing to do. This business is about work. This business is about detailing and ownership. That's what we've got to do. This is sports bigger than one guy. We all have a hand in it, and we all have to fix it. Not not as uh, confidence instilling, to be honest with you. I, it, I, if I'm going to be real, this I, I feel like um, you know the rumor that I that I was hearing that Doug Pearson is coaching for his job. Um, if he happens to lose out, this could be the end of Doug Peterson's time in Philadelphia. That's what I heard. I don't, you know, look, obviously I'm just waiting for confirmation and seeing it elsewhere. But if that's the case, it's from, from what we've seen in the press conferences, the, the action of Doug Peterson, um, something's going on. And um, you talk about his ability to say that grow was going to come back. And uh, Carson Walt um, and those guys being, yeah, they'll be back. Next thing you know, they're gone. Like, we don't know where his um, his say is. 
Like, you know, like he could say whatever he wants, but they, they, Howie and Lori might have their own agenda. Agenda. For sure. And I, I got that, uh, that same little tidbit that you did. And I was sitting there wondering, uh, does lose out to me? I mean, lose out in the sense of the word means you lose every game the rest of the season. How I read that though is that it's, it's really these next four games. I mean, I can't imagine that if you, lose these next four games the the last two they don't matter they're versus division opponents uh that like the division you, you probably had already lost the division at that point and even if you didn't like you're very obviously just not a good enough football team to compete in the playoffs anyway i, I think we come to that agreement now but if the eagles can show us something in this next stretch of games that they have a little bit of life in them uh you know we would feel a little bit differently if they lose these next four games though i think that that statement very well could come reality. And if that's what happens, that's what happens. Because, man, <laughs> what would we be then? We would be uh, four, 11, and one. Right now, we have the uh, eighth overall pick in the NFL draft. Three, 11, and one. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it's weird as, you know, it's, I'm okay with that. You know, like, like again, like I said, I'm not, I'm right at this moment in time, I'm looking at the development of the roster. This is where we're at. Like I, you know, we're not candy coating. We're not doing any homerism here. Um, we know what we we know what we see on this team. We follow it close enough. It's weird. Yeah. And we know what's weird. But now we're looking for the silver lining in this football team. I uh, have a. I, I have something that I just need to ask you about before we get out of here. It's confidence in Matt Pryor at right tackle. I, yeah, I'm team Jack Driscoll. If you can go, if there's any issues or anything lingering, he's got any injuries or something. But I, I like I said, I want to see the youth. I want to see the youth move. I, for a guy who's just got here, um, he's given us something. Um, again, he's a developmental reps. I, I kind of know what Matt Pryor is. I mean, he's a utility guy. Um, he can give you a couple starts here and there. Is he consistent? No. Is he? Richard Pryor versus Matt Pryor, uh, <laughs> laughable at sometimes. Yeah, so I feel like give me Jack Driscoll. I know. I, like, that, that's what when I when I saw that I was a little bit just confused because Matt Pryor struggled at the guard position, and now to move him out to the tackle and then have you know Peters on the inside right next to him, I feel like that's a very weak side of the line at this point. I mean. Peters has been getting beat up. Granted, he could have a little bit of an easier time on the interior of the line, but that entire right side is a total question mark on my ass. I think Peters Peters will be better on the inside. You know, the athletic ability isn't exactly where you know he, he can still give you some solid run blocking and um, protect the interior. Um, but again, it's like you know. But shout out to Lane Johnson, the guy who's given us. Uh, he's been gutting in and out. Jason Kelsey as well. Yeah, Jason Kelsey as well. But uh, we've been talking about the concerns of Lane Johnson and him trying to get it out. Um, he's done damage to his ankle. He said that uh, it's basically collapsed on the inside. Um, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds horrendous. Uh, it's uh, I forget the name of the ligament, but it's it, basically he's going to have to get reconstructive surgery. And, and we're not like you're hoping that he doesn't get arthritis in that area because then that could be an issue. Yeah, that could totally linger. 
his ability to push off. Like you, you've seen it. You've seen there, you've never seen Lane Johnson in these being put in these positions. Mm-hmm. So you know he's been gutting it out, but obviously I don't want to see him jeopardize his career any longer. For sure. You know, especially once, on this season. And once you start draining stuff, fluids out of your ankle, and he had he had a cyst in there, and like it, it's getting bad. Like, in, like I think he's he's a he's a warrior out there. So um, I just want him to rest and get better, but. Prayers for good times ahead, man. Prayers for good times ahead. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna leave viewers out there with um, some positive vibes, you got. Well, if we lose out, we'll have a hell of a draft position. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. Is uh, I, I would say start watching some college football if you haven't been already, and uh, just see see what kind of prospects we we might have in Eagles Green next season. That's uh. This is an exciting time of the year for Gail Saunders. This is something he really looks forward to in uh, draft prospects. And I uh, get that involved this early, but I'm there. You're I'm there. Not, I mean, they're, exactly. You're there. Um, so I'm going to wait till we see where we're at in the draft order, and then we'll start hammering home. But you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be very big You've nailed the Eagles' picks in the past, man. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles. If you want to hire me, you know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh obviously uh we want to give a shout out to uh, all the people that have been joining us on eagles kickoff live before the games and after the games joining the pod it's been uh a great great environment a lot of you know a lot of eagles talk and and basically uh it's been great uh interacting with fans all over the world uh appreciate you guys tuning in subscribe if you haven't if you're new here it's all about the uh, Eagles community, everybody, uh, you know, pitching in and talking Eagles, even though we're having a rough season. We have each other at the end of the day. But uh, before we get out of here, prediction, score prediction. Okay, so do we get embarrassed in a blowout on Monday night? I think I think not. I think not. Uh, but I'm going to say 28 to 20 Seahawks. 28 20. I am going twenty-eight to seventeen, Seahawks. It's, it's, it's it is what it is. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. And as rough as this season is, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's always fly, Eagles fly. We'll see you in the next. One.